Cool. Back inbound after hours. Welcome. Oosh. Awesome. So we thought this week we'd have a chat about ABM. Uh, reason being is there's definitely been a steep uptake in the amount of people asking for ABM services, talking about ABM. I'd definitely say over the last six months, it's it's become very notable that that is a change and that is a trend versus probably the previous 12 months before it where people were talking about ABM but maybe not jumping in and doing it as much. So I've definitely noticed that as a change in like front end on sales but also when I see what the team's doing, yeah, it's been it's been really notable. Yeah, definitely. I've definitely seen the same. I think it's 50% of new people coming in. That's conservative really. Yeah. I think it's definitely, it's always discussed and it's just usually a budgetary thing or like a a data thing which we'll get into yeah. and why, why you can't sometimes do ABM. Um, is it worth recapping on like HubSpot's positioning on ABM? And I know they've got ABM tools. It was, was it last year that they launched yeah. them? They're not actually like, it's not a massively in-depth part of HubSpot. You enable it and it's kind of just a, a neat way of organizing contacts in the in your database. Some, some interesting lists and in um, additional tags and tiers and stuff like that, but it's it's not like a, a whole new hub or anything. No, it's pretty. For the whole, it's stuff you could you could always have done. It's just like there's some custom fields, but obviously now they come as default. There's some um, essentially they call it like the <clears throat> the ABM home screen thing is is a series of lists which yeah. you, you could have you could have made it filter it by some nice reports industry and like tier and out some of out of the box stuff. report it's made basically making all the stuff you could have done on hubspot with abm anyway but out of the box in it which is yeah. really nice and putting some it, it looks like a tool when it's got like a wrapper around it and it's in yeah. the menu and stuff um so that's probably part of the reason why the demand's going up because there's just that lag from hubspot building the tool to people asking for it yeah and it's probably also the same lag from a from an education perspective on ABM itself, like people have talked about it for that many years now that enough people have read about it, jumped in with it, had a go of it, that it's more of a normal marketer's tool set. I was going to say, yeah, what question I've got is why do you think, so, so ABM's, like you say, has been around for, for a long time. I always saw it as a, and, and some people do still see it this way, as, as a salesperson's strategy, a sales yeah. team's thing, which it is. Very, very heavily uh, reliant on providing sort of penetration and, and context to to the sales team. How, how, and why do you think now it, it come more over to the marketer to create campaigns around it? To because ABM at its core is kind of like you got your target list. Yeah. You reach out to people individually on an account by account basis, and you're trying to get a conversation. You know, a very traditional approach, um, and all the tactics that surround that. But now it's becoming a little bit more layered and, and bringing in the marketing or the marketer which is where we're sort of bring coming yeah. into it a little bit more why do you think that is and why do you think um people who are doing other things you know inbound or whatever are also wanting to layer in abm now as as a more regular thing you, you can never tell how how much something's changing in the wider world versus your industry but i guess one of the key drivers is now that marketing teams and sales teams are working a lot closely together than they were and this is this is where abm falls isn't it abm is only 
it it lives in between that space of uh, marketing and sales, doesn't it? Or uh, roles like growth and things like this, which merge the two together. That's mm. where ABM lives. And if you don't have um, a marketing team and a sales team who have true alignment, who talk to each other, who have shared KPIs and shared goals, you're never actually going to jump in and do ABM the way that we think of ABM. You're either going to end up doing marketing to industries so i've got an industry drop down on my menu and i've got some industry content that's a very standalone marketing strategy to an industry or you're going to be a sales team like you said i'm going to pick up the phone to all people in this industry and i'm going to have a go at selling to them and while your two teams are separate that's it isn't it the beauty of it comes when you merge those two tactics together you get abm but you can only get it by those teams functioning and working together which is quite and sharing the same and data and sharing the same data and um and like i said the big ones having the same goals mm. and being accountable for the same goals same goals same sort of uh qualification criteria so like the sales stance would have been you know budget uh, decision maker like i know that that person is this sort of role i'm going to reach out to them and th- you know there's, there's like paper scoring systems isn't there for ABM yeah. if you're not doing it in hubspot um I think with these tools now, as we're saying, shared data, you can set those rules. You could set the lead scoring effectively for ABM. You can run campaigns that bring in leads and then immediately start to dish stuff out, assign it to sales reps, dish, give them a playbook, tell them when to call them, and you can start to automate it and make it really clever and, and, and super scalable. So maybe that, again, a little bit of the technology growth as well and the comfort with marketing and sales teams working together on a platform like HubSpot enables it, you know, even more. There's, there's tons of platforms for ABM, but why, why do you think it's, again, something that people are wanting to do more of now? I th- for me, like, a couple of things. I think with social, the targeting is getting ever and ever better. We, you know, the, the audiences that you can create and you can build over time, not purely from a plugging it in and then getting HubSpot or Facebook or, or LinkedIn actually to, to look around and grab lookalikes or whatever. That's one one angle. Um, but you can, you can do a lot more now with targeting and the data around the audience and the behaviors to, to turn on and off audiences and, and do a lot more with that. Um, but the the approach to doing that on top of something like inbound or alongside something like content marketing or normal, you know, organic social as opposed to that. It sounds like right now we're in lockdown or removed from events and removed from a lot of in-person stuff where some of this one-to-one communication may have happened in the past, well or not, I don't know, but maybe that is some where some of these budgets are going to as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what, what your thoughts on that. So it's always hard, hard to understand what drives change, isn't it? But I definitely think you've touched on the big ones there. Technology change is huge. Like that is tools, whether it's HubSpot or not, are embedding ABM into it. So technology's got better. Targeting's got infinitely better. So definitely technology change is one. COVID, there's, there's obviously some drivers there. It's like salespeople are at home. Their only option is outreach really and are dealing with inbound leads uh they can't go and drum up their own business at trade shows and all these sorts of things that that they had before i think also just maybe the maturity of of, of inbound and like you said content marketing and things there's a 
there's a natural progression to I've been doing inbound for two or three years I'm very there's a business you're used to building content you're used to doing handoff from sales to marketers when someone gets certain lead scores or qualification so a lot of the back you get good at a lot of the backbone of ABM by doing inbound so and people always want more don't they like we we've mastered this inbound thing now like obviously we'll keep that going because it's working but what what else can I bolt on yeah and ABM is just a natural extension to that and some people are I mean some people are impatient and they want to if you think you've got some good landing page you got good content you've been creating uh great campaigns you've got some good automation set up you're like well where rather than the nets out there it's catching bits and we, we sort of we're at a good pace <coughs> how can i expedite that you know you, yeah you do an abm thing you know take a bit of a additional context you've got if you've got your own target list drop it in and then leverage all of that content that you've been creating to go hyper targeted now one of the things i was going to ask or just to talk about was the difference between abm versus outreach in its traditional sense versus PPC or like another <laughs> tactic, you know, these things that are all using similar data, but in different ways. Um, for me, the, the one, the, the obvious one is the, the level of personal personalization and the level of niching down and the, and the language used in some of these um, campaigns. I feel like I said campaign a lot there, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you've got, you've got content, you've got, you know good organic content or whatever i think when you flip to abm you've got to go to the point with it you know yeah. hey you from here here's this thing that's for you it's going to solve the problem that i know you've got and the landing page is for you to talk to me about that you know you, you go right on the nose with it don't you and that's something you've got to have confidence in your data to do or else it kind of falls flat it's a um it's a bit of an odd one because what ABM hasn't done as well as inbound, I say ABM is like its own entity, but <laughs> what it hasn't managed to achieve as well as inbound is standardization of the terms, standardization of the methodology. Like ABM can actually mean quite a lot of, while everyone's talking roughly the same ballpark, there's very different meanings of it. Um, whereas if you, so if you went on Google now and just put in inbound methodology, you would see the same methodology in a thousand different colorways. Like, mm. But it would be the same if you went and put in ABM methodology clicked on images you'd see all sorts of weird and wonderful probably very unrelated yeah. images so uh, i don't think that helps so when someone comes to us and says they want abm you're definitely right that could mean so in my mind how i would define abm is holistically using the tactics so you've got to be using multiple of the tactics available to you to get in front of the prospects and it's got to be contextual to them and personalized to them enough to qualify for ABM in my eyes. Mm. If you're just going, I've got a list of people who are working manufacturing and I'm going to LinkedIn message them all. Like you're not ticking my box of ABM, but probably will be somebody's. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's definitely interesting because that means for us as an agency, you, you can end up doing different variations of things. I think the biggest variation is how personalized or how niche you go. Um, and that's, that seems to be the biggest pivot. It, it's hard. It's hard when you've got different interpretations coming in and kind of going, we've got a process. We like it. We know we can do it. We know we, the tools work. We know it's a good process. But then, like you say, if one of those pillars doesn't fit, 
kind of like, well, you're not doing ABM anymore, but I say that in my head. But it's like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, you've got a broadly targeted list and a nice landing page, but what else have you got there? How much further are you going? Isn't it, is that not just a good paid campaign at the end of the day? Yeah. Um, so you can be, you know, yeah, there's that thing of like how purist do you go with it and, you know, get on your high horse about it or do you just use as many of those tactics as you possibly can and go, we've got this broad organic search led like strategy, which is, you know, inbound or whatever. Um, we've got community stuff on social and, and our ABM might be how we do paid and we take as much information as we can from all of those other sources and our sales team and we just make this hyper-personalized stuff, which is slight shortcut and more uh, applicable to these t these targets. You know, it's going to actually catch their attention, which is what ABM is all about, isn't it? It's getting in front of hard-to-reach people with wording that they actually pick up on yeah. if it isn't generic um, means something all, to them point. Resonates, yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's it's an interesting one and that's i think it's why we wanted to talk about it today was like why do people want to do it why, why are they doing it and i think and where do we see that going as well i think whilst we're in this as we are at the moment it's not going to stop i think it's it's growing but i do think there is a little bit still of i want to do abm but I haven't got yeah. <laughs> everything I need and you know you've got to just do the best with what you've got haven't you yeah definitely Jonathan before I jump in what we what time we are okay cool we'll probably do one more bit can't we um just can edit out um so on that note I was going to ask what are some of the common pitfalls that people fall into when getting doing a so they come to you come to us say we want to do ABM for the first time what are some of the maybe misconceptions or pitfalls and stuff that we've we've seen people fall into uh, the really the easiest one is let's have a look at your data yeah or like your, your list yeah your list we call it you know give us your list <laughs> um you've got a list have you okay let's have a look at that so i think yeah the number one is the the, the information you're gonna get you know where as an agency we're probably it's a bit different where we would usually generate that those contacts. We're generating those leads from yeah. our clients. Whereas now it's like you're giving us the leads and we're targeting them to get them to, for you to be able to actually get in front of those people. And they come in all shapes and sizes. You get thousands of companies, you get hundreds. I'd love it if we got five. Yeah. You know, that'd be, that'd be great. Cause then it's like, okay, we can go hyper personalized on this. So I think, I think that is a tricky one. Speed to get in that and starting a campaign. Again, with other types of campaign, you can drop bits over a period of time, over a few months, you know, put content out, you can put social out. ABM, you really need that information or else you're kind of stranded. Can't start. You can't do anything yeah. without, you know, the targets. So I'd say that's the first one, the data. Yeah. And then the commitment to actually refreshing that and replenishing it and keeping it up to date. Um, I think the next one's maybe the it's kind of it's like the concept of what are you trying to do here like you've got a list of companies you want to sell to is that just strategic direction for our marketing and, and goes into personas or whatever or is it literally we need those accounts which is like good for ABM yeah. and sometimes it's it's a bit blurred and you go through the strategic process where you want to develop your 
add your customer profiles, ICPs, and you want to get into the nitty gritty of this data and actually they don't know. And it's just that they are all this type of company. But you're like, well, out of those, which are your tier ones, which are your tier twos, mm. which are, like talk about your buying committees on in these companies. And they're like, well, we're not there, there yet. <laughs> yeah. like, so it's, it's hard to, to throttle that as well and the perception of, of what they want. Um, you can very easily just be doing, which is, which is there's, there's no wrong in this, but you can very easily just be doing industry marketing, can't you? Yeah. Like I'm going to run LinkedIn ads great. to manufacturing, which is fine. But well, that, that's that's yeah. great. If you, and it's trying to convince people that that is absolutely good as well. Like that's a good, ta- no that's wrong. A good tactic. Like yeah. if you've got an industry and you've got a list and you can create a pretty strong audience off the bat, awesome, we're ahead already. We're not starting from nothing. Um, but yeah, nailing people down into the actual approach. Is it, you know, five accounts and you're going to go all out and be really personalized to them or is it a broader segment of like a, a sector but you've still got enough data to make it specific enough um don't try to think of actual technical like things that fall down um, I think ads is a, a there can be some quite technical things on ads without going too far into it but most ad networks have minimum audience requirements which you can which you can fall into some of those traps thinking okay i'm gonna if you go too niche, they're just not going to. Yeah. Sh- you're not going to show ads to those people. It won't let you just go like, "I want to show this ad to Bob at Virgin," like, and yeah. only him to see it. Um, so that there's that which I've which I've seen a few people fall into. Like, my audience is just way too niche to 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 use on some of those networks, out of the box as they come. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's a big one, um, and then maybe not non-technical one, but a strategical one is is messaging like a- abm's the benefit of abm is having really strong messaging around why you're talking to that sub audience and the, the thing i the thing i pet peeve i guess on this is people who are just targeting an industry because it's just like oh it looks like there's some money there but i've not really got a good reason to talk to them beyond when you start saying, okay, so how do we craft this message of them versus what you normally say? It's like, oh, there's no difference. It's like, well, yeah, it kind of doesn't work then, does it? So, but there normally is a difference. They're just not, they've just either not bothered to go that deep you or taken the time to do it. We work great with the manufacturing industry. Insert personalization like, token yeah. manufacturing industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You've got to say, like, we solve this literal problem that only you have. Yeah. And it's quite weird that we know that. And it's, a really nerdy problem that we fix yeah. and that's why we've got this part of our solution yeah. you have to have that specific like point to, to make otherwise like you say it's going to fall flat and i think yeah, that can be a hard conversation sometimes in that strategic process where again with abm as an agency we can help define that but realistically you need to know that and you need to be coming to us with that we will help get it out but sometimes you get there you're like it's you're solving a great thing, but it's the same regardless of, of how um, what segment or sector you're in. Yeah. And uh, let alone a company who you want to be doing some detailed research on a big, you know, company you want to land. And that can be a bit of a a deflation <laughs> when you yeah. have to tell somebody that it's probably not this, well, let's not call it ABM, like, because we're not really doing the that. The person being targeted doesn't know we've taken the time to target them with a generic ad like all they see is a generic ad at the end of the day so if you can't make your ad your email whatever it is uh, that's going to them pop uh, for them and 
it, it truly look like this is for me like then then you you're missing the point aren't you you've got to get yeah. the, the person receiving whatever you're sending thinks it's for them the case study at the bottom of the page is the case study of someone in their industry whatever it is then you're missing it i've got two other quick pitfalls that i wanted to include before we run out of time um one being the as we've discussed throughout this the commitment on the other side of the sales team yeah. in this process abm being a joint initiative that we're going to be running whatever we're running stuff's going to be coming through we can set up tools like hubspot to automate tasks triggers notifications we can tell you when they're reading your blog when they've come back for the third time whatever we need to do that's all going to fall down if you don't value that list that maybe your boss has said to the list and you don't care about it and whatever and then we're firing loads of stuff over to you you've got to pick the phone up at the right you, time well yeah that's the other point like yes there'll be an automation sequence and whatever but abm's kind of like they're already there they're at the door yeah we're facilitating the knock and you need to ring need them to open and op it. open yeah, the door yeah, like yeah. again it, it's a fast moving paid yeah thing and there's regular like inputs from both sides needed so i do see that falling flat sometimes where oh it's great we've got all this interaction all this context uh, we haven't got around to that yet because we're doing this or we're not doing it at the pace needed um, or even carry on the analogy how they open the door and start the conversation has got to flow on from all of the great stuff you've done today so if you've taken the time to talk about an individual company and showcase studies and blah 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 and it's very very relevant for that one person and the salesperson has a conversation and starts back with his generic pitch doesn't mention any of that stuff yeah yet. then <laughs> then again you've you've missed you've missed the opportunity yeah yeah you've collected all this context you actually need to use that as a script like yeah. hey you've been all over the site you i know you've interested in this because yeah. you, you can weave that in and that's kind of like inbound selling did you enjoy reading anyway. about what we did with your competitor and would you like to do that for you like? yeah 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 no for sure we do come across that people yeah. thinking it's just any old lead i think the last one for me is that just there's a lot of front-loaded work that goes into abm you know you are creating it before launch day and you're kind of done mm. with everything and then you're just running it i think there is also just the that appetite to pivot and change with the data that's coming in because it is a a daily thing with abm in my opinion yeah. like a paid campaign it is something you need to be sat on thinking about a lot whereas inbound's different yeah. and it's a little bit more of a sit and wait sort of thing you've got to be willing to switch stuff off you've got to be willing to change that messaging if stuff starts landing flat this is a this could be a yeah. list of 20 companies that you need and you can't afford to run it for 60 days 30 days with something that's not hitting because eventually you're gonna run out of opportunity to target these people Definitely. whether it's that ad set degrading so technically it's gonna go out of their feed but if it's just i've seen that bloody ad 10 times now or i've seen something from them and they keep sending me you know we know there's only so many opportunities there so i think it's just being precious with any data you do put through and and being willing to to change and, and go back to that real niche pain point stuff and have enough of that so maybe don't if you've just got one unicorn solution that you're putting all your chickens in, in like yeah, it's in one basket for one company like that is partially what abm is it's a little bit more higher yeah. stakes but maybe have a few different plays that you can that you can build in and pivot onto yeah. as well oh, cool well enjoy chatting abm good episode i enjoyed yeah. that
Awesome. Speak to you soon. See you in a bit. Bye. Cheers, pal. Bye.